Soy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Hello and welcome to Toy Power, the podcast where we talk toys and everything pop culture. G'day, it's Trent here and it's wonderful to have your company for episode 259. This week on Toy Power, we put Ben in the This Is Your Life hot seat and then jump into an episode review of Moon Knight. Joining me today in the Toy Power studio, we've got Ben. G'day, g'day. And Frank. Hello, hello. All right, and Ben, you've been following... Following us on the This Is Your Life. I have. It's an interesting segue like to do this. I think this is mm. really good because, as you said, it's been a over, well over 100 episodes, maybe yeah. close to 200 episodes <laughs> since we've done anything to do with our personal you know, thing. And I think this is a really cool time to do it. And even uh, Casey got thrown in the hot seat on uh, DVG. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so that was interesting uh, to hear from a, you know, another point of view. So, mm. cool. Excited. All right. You know the deal. 10 years old, favourite movie. So 10 years old, I was born in 82, so that puts me in 1992. So there's not too many super, you know, crazy, oh my gosh, I love that movie in 1992. Uh, so I'm going to have to go with, you know, pretty standard TMNT 2, Secret of the Use. Because oh, yes. uh, Tonka and Razor, Super Shredder, you know, <laughs> they were pretty darn huge impacts in my life, uh, you know, a couple of years earlier, it would have been 89 Batman or, you know, 1990 Turtles or something like that. 93 um, Jurassic Park. Yeah, exactly. It's all mm. afterwards. Where does yeah. Returns fit? Batman Returns. So I saw all them. Uh, no, no, Batman Returns is, not, uh, I'm not sure. It wasn't in that. 91. Is it 91? Yeah, yeah okay. it wasn't perfectly there right. in 92. Mm. And, and I've got to also, you know, I can't say something like, I don't know, seven or something because I no. would, wouldn't have been allowed to, to go to the cinemas or yeah. I wouldn't have, you know, um, I think it was uh, one of the uh, Quentin Tarantino movies came out that year. I can't remember which one, but uh, Davey's screaming at the uh, radio right now. <laughs> um, but, you know, I wouldn't have been able to see that no, in no, 92. So I had to be realistic about what would I have seen at the cinemas, mm. and uh, I think Secret of the Ooze would have been in Turtle Mania, as oh, da- yeah. da- uh, Darren used to say. So yeah. I saw it as part of a birthday party. Yeah. So oh, like wow. that that's what we were doing. Like, yeah. I must have had some other yep. aspect, but then off to the cinema nice. for a bit of Secret of the Ooze action. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that could have gone either way. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Speaking of action, Ben, as a 10-year-old, your favourite action figure? Well, you quite... Uh, audibly stole my sound wave uh, <laughs> last time, and quite yep. you know you can't repeat the same and, answer. Uh, yeah, that's it. So um, I'm actually not going to vote for a action figure per se. I'm going to vote yep. for my Tyco RC Fast Tracks, right. which I would have gotten the year before or something. But mm. I think it, in '92 it would have still you know had treads and yep. uh, a yep. chassis and things like that, the uh, plastic and things. Um, that ran for a few years before it absolutely killed it. So, um, mm. I, Fast Tracks, Tyco, um, yeah, RC car was uh, the one I'm voting for. And uh, just last year, I managed to find yes. a, um, the exact same red color uh, at the um, markets, and uh, I'm so chuffed. It, it still works, but the 
treads it's not the are, point, though, um, is it? You don't want to, you don't want to burn away <laughs> that no rubber. Way. Nah, around, yeah. nah. So, and for a good price as well, they go for a bomb on the secondary market. So, cool. nice, very good. All right, ten-year-old Ben, what dreams did he have of of doing for a living? Well, honestly, you know, I was uh, very peer pressured back in the day, and I think one of my mates wanted to be a truck driver, like he was a big, you know, petrol mm. head. So. I wanted to be a truck driver too, you know, <laughs> sort of thing. I, I you know, mum and dad sort of reminded me um, of, you know, wanting to be a post office, post office you know, courier, like oh. uh, on the motorbikes and things. Uh, just those real, you know, basic dreams of things. I didn't, I still to this day don't know what I want to do. <laughs> uh, you know, like I was one of those kids that just, just you know, as long as it pays well, I'll keep doing it. So, nice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Mm. All right, so a couple of the basic stuff now. Give us the rundown on when and where you were born. So I am a Radaladian uh, mm-hmm. by birth. Uh, so I was born in the Modbury Hospital, just a stone's throw oh, away yes. from yep. where we're sitting tonight in uh, Frank's uh, toy room. So yeah, uh, born in the um, Modbury Hospital uh, on July 30th, same day. Uh, you know, birth date as Arnold Schwarzenegger, so I hold that quite <laughs> right. dear to my um, heart. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and then, um, you know, come, I think I was in Adelaide for a couple of years, and then we moved to Bunbury, uh, Western Australia, about an hour and a half away from Perth, and uh, we stayed there till 89, and my brother was born over there, so I missed out on all those John Martins, yep. you know, trips yeah. to, and things. Um, we definitely did come back to Adelaide quite a few times too, because my sister stayed here uh, dad got moved over to wa for work and uh, so i grew up in wa you know got to know the um all the western australians and the what they call the sand gropers over yep. there yep. Uh, and then um, moved back and we only moved we had a choice to move to sydney melbourne blah 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 uh, well dad did anyway not us but yeah dad got an option and because my sister was still living here yep. we came straight mm, back sense. to to um, adelaide so 89, just, you know, ready to hit Batmania yes. and yeah, Ninja perfect. Turtles and things. So, yeah. Nice. Wonderful. Hey, what are your fondest memories from your childhood? Yeah, so, like, you know, moving to Western Australia and things, I um, definitely, you know, did miss out on John Martins and things, but I still have those fantastic uh, memories of the red carpet and things that Darren, you know, sewed in all our minds and things, you know, the, the Lego expos and mm-hmm. things, you know. Like I remember going to those Lego Expo, having burnt my money, my pocket money was burning a hole in my pocket. <laughs> you know, seeing all these fantastical designs and things, and buying an Mtron yeah. uh, little <laughs> yep. spaceship, and yep. <laughs> wasting all my fifteen dollars of pocket money <laughs> on this, you know, tiny, tiny. Mtron uh, <laughs> spaceship, only to. You know, take another ten steps to another store and see it for half the price. There. <laughs> you know, and, and I could have got something so much bigger, but you know, end of the day, I was happy. I got yeah. something, you know, in the hype of it and things. Uh, and yeah, you know, just that there were life lessons. You know, yep. mum and dad would have been screaming just at wait. me. Just wait, <laughs> just wait, just wait, just. And uh, yeah, I've had no bar of it. You know, <laughs> I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, I'm uh, a toy collector. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and I, as as a kid, like, um. I was, oh, we'll get into it later with sports, but yeah, uh, I was madly keen on bike riding and things like that, you know, choosing a, um, you know, but still choosing toys over bikes when mm. I was, you know, the tender age of five or six or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, it just, toys have always been a huge part of my life. Uh, before I was collecting toys, I was collecting stamps, you know, and then I moved on to phone cards back for the kids that, you know, don't even know what a phone card is. <laughs> uh, I was, all, I've always collected something, you know, yeah. some of it's just, you know, uh, 
looked at at as rubbish these days and things. Mm. But um, yeah, I I love uh, collecting, and it's always been a part of me. And I'm, you know, I went through the whole comic book collecting phase and things, and toys is probably the most satisfying collection I've um, you know put together to date. So. I yeah. saw someone using a phone box the other day. Yeah, what? they're all free now. It's all for free. mobiles. Yeah. You can call Is a it? mobile for free. Yeah. That's that's the, I think the and well, they're a Wi-Fi. Well, one phone. you got to be able to find one first because they're yes. pretty rare. And to see someone actually using it, I feel like pulling over and going, "Mate, are you okay?" Yeah, yeah. like it was just extremely strange. Yeah, it used to be such a common occurrence. Mm. Mm. Well, you sort of half answered this one, but how would Ben spend his summer holidays as yep. a kid? Yep. So summer holidays were always uh, we'd. Try travel um, up to the York Peninsula at Munter Bay yeah. and I think we went up there for like 15 or 16 years straight like nice. every year we went to um, a couple of different houses like we'd stay in the same house for a few years and then they'd say oh, I'm selling it or I'm you know doing whatever I'm coming back to move here and live here or whatever so we'd move on to the next house and eventually after going there for oh, would be eight or nine years um, mum and dad invested and bought a house uh, which was almost a cl- uh, just over a kilometre away from the actual beach. Oh, no. And we always called it a shack, you know, uh, the um, holiday house and things. But it was a proper yeah. three-bedroom, yeah. you know, house. And we could sleep at l- comfortably sleep at least a dozen people, you know, once cool. you once you fold out all the couches yep. and yep. things like that, um, double bunks in some of the rooms and things. And uh, it was it was amazing. You know, I had my um, 21st up there and stuff. I had some, you know, boys weekends that got pretty messy up there, you know. <laughs> and uh, I, had, I had a fantastic time. We'd always take the bikes and things. Um, you know, back before on the coast from uh, Munta to um, one of the other little, uh, you know, bays, there was like this, you know, little goat trail thing. It was all sand, you know, mm. type thing. And there were jumps, jumping along all the sandbars and things. And it was so much fun. And then, you know, the um, council obviously was getting enough money for um, from all the people and things. So they made it a proper track and it was yeah, so no. boring uh, after that. Uh, you know, uh, but no, I, I, I just loved it. It, it was, uh, you know, swimming in the ocean. I'm scared of swimming and things like that. So, But they had have a proper shark-proof net uh, swimming facility, jumping off the jetty and stuff like that was real risque, you know, um, when you're a teenager. So yeah, it was, it was absolutely fantastic. And I just wish, um, you know, I could get up and do those things more often. You know, dad bought a boat as well, Mm. went out fishing and things. So we always had fresh fish and crabs and, uh, squid and things like that. You know, it was, um, it was such a fantastic time. Yeah. It's a beautiful part of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, Lovely, yep, yeah, yeah, lovely spot. Yep, so fantastic. Mm. Now, this is one Scotty always likes to ask. He always <laughs> sort of likes to, I think, you know, work out the social structure yeah. and where you fit in. Mm. So, school wise, high school wise, what was your high school? High school, I was a Nord Moriata boy. Mm. So, Nord! yeah, yeah, so um, just down the road from Ross <laughs> Trevor. We didn't right. like you, yeah. I, I almost tell you. I almost was it like the Warriors? Was it a bit like uh, it was? You know? It was like when the bus is driving past yep. Lord Moriarty, you get those eggs ready, right? right? Like it's and then yeah, we started a war with them one year. Like <laughs> one one kid who no, was, he was defected from Ross Trevor to Norwood. Oh wow, and he got you know, we saw, oh, look, there's get one. him, get him, bang, yeah. one egg, and yep. then the next day we were all ready with like a couple of things, <laughs> they had tripled in numbers. <laughs> 
and they egged the entire. And we were like, well, I saw it coming. I was like, shut the windows, boys. Yeah. We've been done here. And yeah, we got in a lot of trouble. Oh, that's <laughs> fantastic. Um, I almost went to, to Ross Trevor. Yeah, I right. just, I, I didn't like the um, single sex, you know, yeah. sort of thing. Boys so, only, yeah. Yeah, so I, I went with, opted for the um, dual, you know, um, thing. And um, yeah, it was good. And uh, at the middle school, that was fine. Um, you know, I had to get dropped off each day and things. But by the time I was at the senior campus, which is on Norwood Road, I could walk to work to mm. school. And then I got my license. So, you know, it was a two-minute drive. But, hey, you, know, <laughs> you, you take whatever you can get. That's so, uh, no, nah, it was good. Um, yeah, good school. So. My dad was a teacher at Norwood High. Nice. So I think before yeah. it was Norwood Okay, Maryland, right. And he taught Anthony LaPaglia. Oh, who yes. went on to become, I guess, a Hollywood star out yeah. of Adelaide. Mm. Um, I remember seeing him in the Pelican Brief. He had a, a small role in that. I remember saying, oh, Dad was like, oh, I taught that guy. So <laughs> yeah. there you go, the Lapalias. He, he, I mean, he's an Australian actor yes. and he's done a lot of um, sort of, I guess, Australian things. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's cool to have that connection yeah. to little old Adelaide. Yeah. yeah. Plus my sister and brother went to Norwood, so it was, so, uh, yeah. it was always going to be. Always going to yeah. happen. Yeah. 100%. So. Well, yeah. still at school then, what sort, of a, what sort of a student was young Ben? Were you a goody two-shoes? Were you front of the class or were you the kid at the back of the class throwing stuff around I wasn't a I was sort of middle you know I yeah. was sort of the middle I just I just didn't take school seriously mm. that that was my probably my biggest downfall is that I just didn't see the overall you know uh, importance of getting me somewhere in life with school so mm. I was I was never the A grade student yeah. I was never the one that caused too much trouble but I was a follower so you know mm. I'd follow the um the other, the you know, the naughty lads and things like that. Yep. I got into a few fights in school and things, but I mean, my you know, extremely tall and large stature, you know, <laughs> just uh, think yeah. Thor when you that's listen. it, that's <laughs> it. Right. So yeah, um, and yeah, yeah. No, school was uh, school was school. You know, I yeah. just I just couldn't wait to get out. That yeah. was my thing. So so no real favorite memory from your school days. Nah, not, nothing that stands I mean, like, out. I mean, I mean, I, I've went through a few different circles of friends. I mean, my closest mate, um, well, my longest. Uh, long-term friend Matt Lang he um you know I knew through him through primary school went to same uh, uh high school and things and I still catch up with him today oh, nice. so that's pretty awesome I was best man at his wedding and vice versa um yeah we you know we clicked we uh found a passion in bike riding together uh we play vintage you know video games and all that sort of stuff and we just you know it, it's good to have those sort of connecting friendships yeah um i've got i catch up with some of the other lads uh i think it was our you know 20th uh, year anniversary a couple of years ago so we went out mm. to the bar and we put it on facebook and all these people just came out of the you and know the out of the woodwork <laughs> oh invite me around next time you know and stuff so that was kind of cool uh but like with year 12 and things because i wasn't uh fully invested in school i um chose to do a uh a SACE certificate uh with work with you yeah. know through work so my first job was at mcdonald's and then i worked at a service station and they did a set sort of a sace apprenticeship thing yep so through year 12 i was able to put one of my subjects towards work and gain a few extra hours at work and yep. um put that all towards uh you know the house and buying a car and yeah. all that sort of stuff and yeah that's what i chose to do so well it is the benefit i mean i'm probably here the only one that went to uni yep but four years racking up copious amounts of debt and then starting <laughs> from behind the eight ball. It's it's an interesting kind of, you know, dilemma, mm. right? Like you think, you know, oh, this is what I'm meant to do. Yeah. yeah. 
is it the best option? Well, yeah. housing prices went up by 20% in that yeah. time. And yeah, it's like, exactly. It's and, an interesting one. And it's always been very interesting in my uh, you know, run of work to see how many defect uni people that, that join the businesses and things and mm. you know, drop dropouts. And I mean, no offense to them, like... But yeah, you know, it's interesting to hear that oh, I tried this and I didn't like it, you know, and here, here they've found it into my workplace. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I always feel a bit, oh man, you know, that sucks that it didn't work out for you. But hmm. yeah. I'm a bit the same as you. I sort of sidestepped that whole uni yeah. thing. And I always find it interesting when you, you hear people talk, oh, what uni did you go to? You went to Adelaide. Oh, I went to this one. And there's a whole, it's that high school rivalry, but yeah. done at a university yeah, level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just yeah. I sit there and go, Really? Is that, are we still there as a society? Like yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's very, very strange sort of setup. Like I went to uni. My uni experience was going to the uni bar and seeing Super Heist <laughs> and all the all the bands and things. That's and you right. know that that was like a little such a tiny little bar, and they had they just packed us in. You yeah. know, way before COVID was even on the radar, and <laughs> such a low ceiling and things. And it was just ah oh, crazy nights, man. So yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> well, you probably had the full experience. That's it was, really what, yeah, yeah. That's what uni was all about. <laughs> that's it. Um, yeah. So tell us about, as you told us where you started, yep. tell us about your career evolution. Yeah, so, so I started at McDonald's, yep, started, and then I worked there for uh, two years or something, and then the, then I got to year 11, uh, year 12, and the uh, service station thing came up, and I'm like, oh, that sounds awesome. Um, put me up for that, so I signed up for that and um, was able to, you know, work weekends and work a few shifts during the week without imposing too much on my school, you know, homework and things because obviously I see a lot of people come through my workplace and they're like, oh, I've hit year 12, I can only do one shift a week. So. Yeah. Whereas I yeah. was doing, you know, up to four shifts a week and, you know, earning a nice, you know, pay packet and things uh, for, for my age, that is. And then, um, yeah, qualified through that and, uh, you know, passed my say. So I, I was the first person in my family to um complete year 12 so yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> um and then uh yeah so then uh, i i worked through servos and it got to the point where they'd be like hey you know do you want to do some night shifts and things and i'm like night shifts means i'm by myself and yeah you know I, I don't feel comfortable not with my you know burly muscles and things <laughs> um so i said no no thanks and uh, that's when i actively started looking for another uh position and I got a job through Coles. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I quickly left um, the uh, service station. And I, I got, uh, you know, quite a few shifts and things at, at Coles. And I started working on the register. That's sort of where most people start. And within three or four months or whatever, they said, oh, do you mind doing the overnight shift? We've got an issue with um, too many people because they they, they'd found a trick in the system where uh, they could um, close at not uh, back in the day seven p.m. Yep. Right, and then reopen at twelve o one at night. Right. right, and then oh. trade through the night into yeah. the morning. Right, so then they're technically opening the next day. The next day. Yeah. But there was yep. no you know um, thing to say that they couldn't open. There was no you can't open before six a.m. or yeah, anything. Yeah. They so and we had enough shift workers and things pass by. Um, you know the Glenburn Road that uh, it warranted us to be open because yeah, you know we're right. a big enough store yep. open straight onto the car park no no other shops adhering us you know are yep. opening and things and um so i started off just doing a monday night and i quickly realized why they needed help is at that time the banks would um shut down and do a reset right so what that meant yep. is that between 1201 and like 3 a.m people would come in and swipe their credit card for any value under 200 dollars and it would just go through, 
right? If you had... Oh, if you had, right. What? This is before like pin. Yeah, you didn't yeah. need a pin or anything. Yeah. If you didn't have any money in your account, yeah. you had the benefit oh, wow. of the doubt from the banks <laughs> to spend yes. $200. So no word of a lie. There were people lined Flocked. up at the door. Yeah. And there were two sorts of people. People would come in and spend $199.95 <laughs> on, on cartons of cigarettes or they would buy... You know, three weeks weeks worth of shopping and just load up their trolleys. Well, but, but hang on, so so, but they put it on a credit card. They put it on a card. It doesn't matter what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, they but just, they still, they, it's still charged. It to would them, still right? charge, but, but still, they could come back money. week on week on week on week <laughs> out and never, you know, be. Yeah, they, they would uh, accrue a debt. Yes, but they wouldn't. They'd be able to walk away with it. You know, without um, it, like a lay by system type. Yeah, thing. sure, sure, okay. right. Yeah. So that, that so that went through, and then you'd get people that wouldn't know would know there's some loophole in the system, but they wouldn't know what the loophole is. <laughs> so they'd, they'd spend two hundred and ten dollars, yeah, yeah. Right? Ooh, and buddy. and then it'd be like, oh, you know, the, the you'd have to call the bank and things, and they'd be like, right, let me check, you know, all right, uh, oh, no, 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 sorry, he can't have that. Okay, sorry, mate, you can't have uh, it. You've been denied, and and they'd walk out empty-handed. Right, and, co- and then they couldn't come back through because the banks would just automatically, you know, put a red oh, line through wow. their thing. So it was it was quite a tricky situation. That went on for a good year. Yeah, right. And because I got trained up on that Monday night, I then started running the nights, and I was, I did the nights for about uh, nine months or whatever. And it was such an interesting time because I was still around 19, 20, 21 years mm. old. So I can't remember exactly. Probably closer to 21 type thing. So I'd finished work on a Friday night into Saturday morning, right? Get home, watch Dragon Ball Z. That's yes. where I, that's where I <laughs> found my love of Dragon yep. Ball. And nice. My little brother Andrew would be getting up ready for school. I'd be coming home yeah. and calming down. You know, he'd be eating his cereal and I'd be eating <laughs> last night's breakfast, last night's <laughs> dinner, dinner type yeah. thing. And we'd, we'd bond over the cartoons that yep. were being played in the morning. Then he'd go to school, I'd go to bed. And then I'd wake up at, you know, four or five in, in, in the afternoon I'd have one meal, right? Because that's my dinner. Yeah. yeah. And then I'd hit the town and <laughs> couldn't understand why three drinks in, I'm like, I'm like really drunk. <laughs> and, uh, you know, and so that went on for a long time. And after a, t- a while, I was like, I'm missing movies and yeah. things. I'm missing all this sort of stuff. Um, I, you know, I needed to go to, needed to have a little bit of a power nap. I couldn't stay up for 24 hours and work mm. and all that jazz. So I just said, no, nah, you're going to have to find someone else. So then I evolutioned onto, um, you know, working the floor and working grocery. I, I then uh, put my hand up. I want to be night fill, night fill manager, duty manager, ordering officer, mm. all those sort of things. And then eventually um, they came to me and said, uh, after being on days, you know, hey, Ben, we want to, um, we've got an opportunity. We need someone to go up into the country. It's going to be, you know, we can't tell you where. We just need yes or no. I'm like, what? wow, man. Can't like, tell you where. And Jeez. and this is all this during this time. I met my wife, right? I met uh, Re, and because I was working night shift, she was working the bakery. We never had any crossover at work. Yes, but mm. we were hanging out with the same work people after work. Right, and uh, we bumped into. I bumped into her, and you know, um, sparks started to fly and things like that. So I met her. Outside of work, even though we yeah. work together, so <laughs> yeah. that was kind of cool. Right. Um, and that's just the you know the uh, how many people worked in the same store, but the, we all shift workers, so yep. you know. Um, and then so yeah, they said we want uh, you to go to this country town type thing. We can't. We just need a yes or no. Talk it over, you know, with whoever. And and you know, Ree was still with her um, 
folks and things, you know, sort of staying over my place more often than she was home. Mm. And I said, you know, if if I go, will you come? You know, because mm. I um I didn't want to go by myself. And she said, yeah, I'll come. So that sort of solidified it. it the move was to Port Pirie, so it was one of the closer places yep. to some yeah. of the other, uh, you Not know, Port Augusta far, or yeah. yep. Wyala or somewhere. Um, and I did two and a half years in Port Pirie and that really solidified me yes. in my management training. I had a really good store manager there that sort of um, put me under his wing and helped me. Uh, the, the previous grocery manager that was there, you know, gave me the best start anyone could ask for. Mm. So I walked in and then, um, you know, went through refit up there, met some lifelong friends that I still keep in touch with to this day in Port Pirie and uh, yeah it was a really cool experience and time for me you know jumped onto Master Universe Classics while I was there so yeah. a real snapshot of the era yep. you know looking at the the Toy Fair catalogs oh, I think I'll just get He-Man and you know <laughs> just, Skeletor. Just, those two. just those and two and then <laughs> Bree comes over with my small collection room and things <laughs> no you got to get Beastman as well okay. <laughs> you, and, so and she was the to, enabler to this, yeah. to this day I think she's she regrets that, yeah. <laughs> why did I say it yeah. Um, so yeah you know it gets Beastman throws him off the shelf <laughs> and stamps him into the ground that's it um, so yeah and then I've moved you know I, I was with Coles for 16 years mm. and uh, worked my way through different aspects of the store and things and you know after a while i um, that's enough I've, I, want, mm. I need something Change. different and now i'm with the um sort of uh, discount variety store cheapest chips and obviously just recently i got the opportunity to um do a month in wagga set up a new store and um hopefully something comes out of that so yeah good yeah. stuff yeah. Awesome. Well done. It's a great story. Well, look, we did have a question here about, you know, that tell us about the courtship with Ree. I feel like you've yep, more or less that. covered that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. by osmosis. So uh, you mentioned, obviously, traveling up north. Have you traveled anywhere else around Australia? Did you go back to WA and yep. been overseas? Give us some I've, I've travel been, stories. Um, I've been everywhere in Australia, like to all the major capital cities and things. Nice. So that's um, pretty cool. Mum and Dad used to love traveling, uh, a lot of it by car and things. So mm. um, I've even been over to KI and Tasmania and things. Mm. Um, Dad's brother used to live over there. Uh, so that was awesome. But uh, I did a lot of it when I was young, like, you know, yep. probably, you know, pre-teen type um, age group. Um, my sister lived over in Thailand for a few years in Bangkok. And uh, I went over there when I was like 17 or something, just pre-drinking age, I mm -hmm. think. And that was amazing, seeing the different it's not just a different culture it's like a different world you know yeah. seeing the vast differences between the ultra rich and the poor seeing the way traffic just you know it's it's pedal to the metal or mm. nothing um seeing how much you can stick on one little you know two-wheeled bike yeah. is just astronomical <laughs> you know um like how many people you can fit on those two-wheeled bikes as well <laughs> it's crazy um, then, uh, yeah, my honeymoon, uh, Ree and I, um, went to, uh, San Diego and, and America. And, um, so yeah, it, it was all factored around getting the tickets for San Diego Comic Con <laughs> and we yep. got that. So then we based the whole trip around that. Yep. Probably in hindsight should have had San Diego last because we then carried those, that, that, <laughs> yeah. all those items that we purchased all around the America. <laughs> um, so yeah, hit San Diego. We went up to, um, Vegas, which is ultra cool, but the humidity there really took its toll on us um, mm. and that, and I'm not a gambler and things. It's yep. just amazing place to go. Uh, we hit LA uh, as well. And then I said, look, it's our honeymoon. We need somewhere where we can just, you know, sit on the beach or poolside or whatever mm. and relax. So we factored in a um, stop in Hawaii yes. on the way home. Yes. And that was nice. everything we, we needed. 
I lost my bloody ring in the ocean um, swimming with the uh, fish and things like that. So that wasn't a very cool way to uh, spend your uh, honeymoon (laughs) or things. But yeah, um, it was uh, Hawaii was amazing. Uh, Comic Con was freaking so good, and but. So what year uh, would have this been? 2010. 2010. 2010, yep. yeah. So the year before um, Trent went mm-hmm. and I was able to give him some... Um, yeah, got the tips. Yeah, yeah. tips and <laughs> things. Uh, but like, it's almost damaged my, con- uh, you know... Um, yeah, I know. It's hard now. Yeah. It's hard living in Australia yeah. after being to San Diego Comic-Con. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember going, you know, Darren would always be like, oh, you know, Supernova's here yep. or Armageddon or Oz Whatever. Comic-Con. Yep. Come down. And it would be like... It was good for what it was, yep. but when you've been to the the San Diego, when you've been to yeah, oh, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah. it's tough. And like, <laughs> it's tough to come back down off that mountain. Yeah. <laughs> for those that haven't been, the whole city gets involved. Oh, like yeah. you, you yeah, can nuts. walk out of the con and travel across the road, go up two streets, and still see people in costume. Yeah. Still mm. see advertising for movie. You know, we we were walking along the street because we just needed a breather type thing. And David Hasselhoff and his entourage of, he had the uh, bus, you know, he was standing up in, on top of a two-decker bus thing, like waving at everyone and things. And then his entourage, oh, there's all the Baywatch people. Yep. There's the um, kit, you know, he had yep. the kit Knight Rider coming wow. past and all these girls wearing the Baywatch outfit and, you know, things. And, oh, it was just, so, you know, that was the vibe. Oh, we just got hot type thing. It was, it was so funny, you know, seeing all the cars for um, Machete and things like that. Uh, it was um just insane like the yeah uh, nothing i don't think i'll ever experience um anything like that again mm. uh, that was amazing um not too long ago probably five years ago we went to uh, cook islands which is sort of new zealand's version of bali mm. and that was fan freaking fantastic like you that island is so small you can um you know if you're fit you could probably walk from one side to the other mm. like you know it's just straight across and that is a really beautiful tropical place to go and uh, highly recommend it for anyone that's um, looking for a cool place to um, yeah, to go nice. and visit. So, yeah. There you that's, go. That's where I've been. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, that's pretty much it for the personal stuff. Yep. Now it's on to advice, advice right? Yep. Advice from yep. a nearly 40-year-old Ben back to his 20-year-old self. What toy advice would you give to 20-year-old Ben? 100%. I'd grab me by the shoulders and shake me and say... No matter how cool those McFarlane aliens toys look, <laughs> don't don't sell your carded your almost complete carded Kenner yeah. collection of Alien and Predator toys because <laughs> that it was that's a massive regret and yep. a snapshot of where my mind was at at the time, thinking that you know there's nothing going to be ever better than these movie maniac uh, you know accurate, accurate uh, yeah. figures. Um, but you know, in hindsight, there's you can't beat that nostalgia, and that, that's a part of a reason I've. Ha- I, I think don't think I've ever gone back to that. Let's collect collect everything mint on card stage. Yep. Um, you know, I I collected them back when I was like eighteen, seventeen, eighteen sort of thing. When I'm after I got into the aliens comics and stuff, so I was picking them up, dirt cheap, five, mm. ten dollars each and things, and amassed quite a collection. And you know, Vasquez, like I had, yeah. I sold Vasquez uh, uh, for you know. Twenty thirty dollars because no one wanted it type thing. Yeah. It just kills me to think, you know how um yeah <laughs> that was carded. You yeah. Know? yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so um that was probably my biggest thing to uh, say to myself and just 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 stick on one path. You know, yeah. don't try and collect. Oh look, there's a new Transformers line. I've got to get on that. Oh mm. look, there's new this. You know, 
stay on that path of if you're going to collect G1 Transformers, stick on that G1. Yep. You know, yep. if you're going to if you're going to hunt down the uh, turtles or the thing, don't get you know um, Star Eyed that TMNT movies coming out and mm, pick up all the, the collection stuff. from yep. um, you know Toy World or whatever. Just stick, stay, stay on course, stay on target. Yep. Um, that's probably my biggest aspect because m- a lot of those modern toys I've don't have any in my collection anymore because it's just you know one and done type. Mm. Uh, you know. The the hot thing at the time, yep, but yep. Uh, you know when it when it comes to well, what I don't have room for this anymore. Do I want to keep my vintage shredder on on the shelf, or do I want to keep the one that I've got from the two thousand seven movie? Well, of course, mm. the two thousand seven movie's gone. Mm. Uh, you know, one is being sold, and I'm keeping the yes, yeah, yeah. The, the OG. So, well, I feel like you must have back to the future that at some point because that's that's pretty much what you do as far as you're one of the more focus collectors i've ever met as far as saying you know we're all sitting here talking about oh we're going to pick up you know, you know yep. me and trent and yep. darren would all say oh we're going to pick up the latest necker turtle stuff and you're like yeah that's cool but i've just got this vintage alien yep. that you know helps yeah. round out my vintage collection type yep. stuff and you'll yeah. be very very laser laser focus, laser focus yeah. oh, with thank that you. sort of stuff uh, so I, I think good it's, job i think I've, I've 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 said it a thousand times i have run out of room now you know hmm. i've I've tested the waters. Can I put this? How you know? <laughs> this like, is it like the George is... Costanza wallet? You know? <laughs> no, like, yeah, like with you know, how, guitar how, lessons. <laughs> how cool is this? Um, you know, this superpowers jumbo Batman. Wouldn't it be cool in the lounge room? Like, Re, you seeing this? You know, and she just like, no, 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 you've got your toy room. Yeah. Until I have my craft room, you are not putting anything in here. So I've got that. I've had that conversation. I've got my Tatolfs in the lounge room and things. Uh, so you know that's where what I'm allowed to have, but yep. uh, I just need to be careful. You know, I've I just don't want to overclutter it, and and I love the fact that it's a working you know room that I can hold. Have you guys around for a podcast yeah. or whatever, and we sit quite comfortably in there. It's ready to go. Snap of the fingers. While I was away in Wagga, Ree's um mm-hmm. put the workbench, you know, weightlifting bench, and she's got a bit of a workout thing. I'm like, oh yeah, this is how it goes. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that, that's cool. That's cool. So oh, mm. wonderful. Hey, fantastic. That's yeah, so good, good uh, hearing all those stories and stories we didn't know about yeah. Ben. So yeah. uh, you always learn something new. Absolutely. So hopefully you got um, some some good, you know, knowledge out of that. That was a Scotty-initiated yeah, uh, cool. segment. Yeah. So yeah. Wonderful. Yeah. Very Thank good. Thank you to Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's hit up some, uh, some analysis now. So it's on to Moon Knight, another mm. installment in the Disney Plus streaming service. This is a six episode. Only six? Only six. Oh, it's a okay. six episode um, arc. Not a movie, Ben. This is no. not a movie, it's a TV show. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think with, you know, Morbius coming out, Sonic 2, uh, Moon Knight, uh, what it, assume... Doctor Strange, I just assumed that this was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just, and we'll get to on to it soon, but I know nothing about this character, so mm. I just assumed, oh, cool, I'll watch this movie and find out about, you know, Moon Knight. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just, because I, I, I don't know, I just, 
I just assumed it was a movie. That's <laughs> I, can't, I can't defend myself anymore. Yeah. What's your knowledge on Moon Knight? Oh, like? look, pretty pretty tertiary. Uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big Marvel guy, and but Moon Knight is definitely one of these sort of, I don't want to say a D-lister. He's probably a bit better than that, and Sam Cripps will come and strangle me later for that. But um, no, look, he's... Uh, I knew enough to know that he has a, a split personality thing going on. Um, he often gets compared to uh, being Marvel's version of Batman in that his powers, he doesn't have superpowers and flying and that sort of stuff. Um, but it was more that Marvel have gone, oh, we need a character to compare to the Dark Knight. Well, let's call him Moon Knight and make him dress in white instead of black. Okay. Like yep. that sort of thing. And he's got, you know, sort of throwing you know, daggers and utility beltish type stuff. Um, so yeah, that's about it as far as, you know, I, I think I knew the name Mark Spector as one of his aliases, but as we'll get into it, he's, uh, he's got a, a lot going on, um, in between the ears. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I knew very little. Mm. I know the character, um, but I really wouldn't have been able to tell you much about him and his power set and villains and all that sort yep. of thing. But obviously, had seen a lot of the the action figures and and comic covers and all that sort of thing. And he's a very cool design. I yeah. think he looks he looks really cool. Casting on this one, uh, Oscar Isaac, mm. you know, big big Hollywood star, a really good actor. You know, I mean, he's not just superhero material, but like a real chop acting chops. Yeah. You know, this guy is sort of like Oscar worthy, kind of in that in that category. So that's a uh, to me. Marvel can bring in those big players and then mm. they've successfully done that for, you know, continuing on the Robert Downey Jr. sort of casting mm. for these lesser known yep. um, characters. So I think that's a really good one. Ethan Hawke as yeah. well. I haven't seen a lot of him recently, right. but I've always loved Ethan Hawke. Mm. Um, he was good. He was in Gattaca, wasn't he? Back in the, you know, Uma, oh, Uma Thurman, yeah. uh, yep. Jude yep. Law. That's a while ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, so he's in there. So that was good to see him popping up with uh, possibly the worst shoe choice ever. <laughs> now, that scene I found out, uh, P.S., for anyone who has, we're only going to talk episode one of Moon Knight tonight. Uh, if you haven't seen it, we're obviously going to talk spoilers. So please, buyer beware. Um, but I found out that scene, the whole, basically, he crushes the glass and he puts it in the shoe. That was just, Ethan Hawke just made that up. Right. Because basically his character, when they was going through it, they said, oh, you have a cane. He's like, why do I have a cane? Do I have a limp? And the writer's like, oh, no. So why do I have a cane? And and he once, once he sort of learned more about this character, that he was a bit of a, a religious zealot type yep. thing. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, these people often do this sort of thing because they loathe themselves. And so, yes. well, combine that with a cane. What if I crush a glass and put it in my shoes? And the writers went, yeah, let's do that. Let's open the show yeah. with that. And so it all sort of came from Ethan himself. It's a, I mean, that's brilliant. I, I love hearing those stories because it is such a creepy scene. Mm. I think for me, sometimes Marvel is condensed. Some of the characters are condensed down to sort of a, a little bit generic. Yep. They come across. And that scene, I'm like, this is just so You're unique interested. and weird. Yeah, like, well, what, what, why is he doing that? Yeah. And I think that's, to me was the really nice surprise packet of this episode one mm. was it was really selling a lot of that mystery and that split personality playing it in a very, very clever way, I yeah. thought. Yep. Um, yep. That was what wasn't 
just a generic way to play it. I think, you know, it, it, it required, you know, okay, you're going to fill in the gaps. You're going to only get one side of yeah. of the character. You're not going to get the Moon Knight. Yep. So you're not, we're not going to give you the images of yep. what happens there. You've got to kind of fill that get, in. You're going to get the everyman who sort of yeah. blacks out. He's in trouble. He's about to get beat up and blacks out and then comes to and there's just dead bodies yeah. all around him. <laughs> yeah. He's like... So it's almost weird in that you're you're missing those action yes. scenes to yeah. a degree, yeah. and, and we'll get that later. I'm not yeah. really concerned that That's we're not right. going to get enough action, but that just it, it's so creepy. From it puts it in his shoes, mm. makes you feel for the everyman character. What now? What did you think? So he's it, this is set in London. Mm. Um, the 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 Moon Knight, the Oscar Isaac character, uh, presumably under a, an alias potentially because he's got these. You know, maybe alluding to secret identities or, you know, like a spy or something. Um, but he's got this real, he's sort of got that, is it Cockney accent or the it's sort a of... a real quiet, quiet British accent. With like, the inner... Oh, good day, mum. Oh, no, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's a bit New Zealand, sorry. Like, um, He's like, yeah, it's really quiet and, yeah. and meek and mild. Cockney is a bit more sort of the aggressive sort of yobbo types. But, yeah, it's... It, it had me questioning going, is Oscar Isaac just one of these characters, one of these actors that are, is actually Brit- like Tom Holland? Yeah, great- but Tom he's Holland- American though, isn't he? No, Tom Holland is British. No, no, Tom oh, Holland is, but Oscar Isaac's yeah. American. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so that's what I found out later. But it had me questioning going, yeah. is he British and he's just really good with an American accent? And my brain is sort of... And, and yet it was brilliant to see there's a the, the pivotal scene where he's watching his reflection, which is his alter... And it's... I would love to know that when they shot that, that was just him talking to himself live and flicking accents on yep. a dime, like because he just it was brilliant, brilliantly done. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I I knew nothing about it going in. Like I didn't even know it was a freaking TV show. So that shows <laughs> how how much I knew about it. Um, yeah, it's it's blowing me away. So the yeah the split personalities and things. Uh, there's another um, comic book film that actually depicts the villain walking on glass. It's right. a pretty Ooh. high up there comic book movie. Can anyone think of it? Walking on it's glass. Going on it's a back villain, of, is it? Yeah, going back a few years, pre-Marvel Universe type thing. No. no. Tank Girl. I haven't oh, seen Tank Girl. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, far out. The, the villain walks on glass in that. That so. is a deep cut. Yeah. Well done. There you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Shout out to Dave's Geo Graveyard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, 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 this was cool. Like, there's the the pivotal scene. So, there's a few, like, odd bits going on as as we, you know, like, he wakes up, he's got the sand around mm. him, he, un, you know, clips his foot, shackled, shackle, yep. checks the tape on the door and all that sort of thing. Clearly, Moon Knight doesn't give a crap about that because he just, <laughs> you know, takes the tape off and puts it back. Yeah. But you get these few little moments of, like, the, the kind of the gift store colleague that's yeah. like oh he asked me on a date and, and like, she's like I, did I, I, I didn't do that <laughs> and then we get him waking up like in this village just sort of like okay where am I yep. waving to these guys in a tower that end up <laughs> shooting at him it's yeah. like and, and he you know runs through goes through that town experience yeah. um, but the brilliant thing was like you know he wakes up and, and it's sort of they pose it as it was all a dream sort of mm. thing and then like he looks at his fish and yeah. and he's like he's got an extra fin, right? And now yeah. clearly what's happened, right? The fish has died while he's been away. 
and his other personality has, has rebought, re- replaced the ship. And it's these little clues yeah. that, like, and then he's lost, lost a whole day and he's missed the date. And it just sort yeah. of, it plays out from his perspective mm. of what he's experiencing with these gaps. And, and I thought, like, the fish thing was just so clever. Like, they don't explicitly say it. Well, that was the name of the episode, I believe, the goldfish problem. Dilemma. Yeah. Or Dilemma yeah. or something, yeah. yeah. And, yeah. and he's a vegan, and he's going to a steakhouse <laughs> for yeah. a date. Yeah. And the, the, the other one's like, what are you going to eat? And he's like, salad or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, and then at hilarious. the end, like, I mean, he just, he eats the steak. Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, he just yeah. Kind of, Doesn't even know I'm, what to I'm have. The no. Have yeah. the best bit, yeah. <laughs> the would, you, would you like it well done? Yeah, yeah, I, I want good. Yeah, I want it good. Yeah. Yeah, it's um. I'm curious whether like this is obviously I think Stephen is this the persona that we see for the bulk of the episode. I'm curious whether we get these same scenes like you know him, the yep. confident version of him, which sounds like it's this Mark Spector one. Yes, asking the girl out on the date and 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 you know replacing the goldfish and filling in those gaps from the other perspective. Um, I, I'd love to see that sort of thing. Um. I believe the voice you hear in his head is what's known as Con Konshu. It's it's one of the Egyptian god things because that's one of the things I do know about Moon Knight is his whole um, thing is steeped in sort of Egyptian mythology yeah. yep. with the gods and stuff. So the fact that he knew all the gods and stuff is kind of relevant to the character. Yes. So and the, the scarab is obviously really important. I'm, I think that's what gives him the you know the the powers and stuff. I'm not really sure. Uh, yeah, so I look forward to seeing you know him switching. I want I want him to get to a point where he can switch his personalities to to his advantage. Yes. At the moment, it seems pretty haphazard. Yep. You know, Stephen seems to know that something happens; otherwise, he wouldn't shackle himself to the bed and put yes. the tape on the door and stuff. Um, but it was scary, right? As a whole, I found it. I'm I'm not a big horror guy. I don't tend to watch those sorts of movies. But the, you know, where he's in that that the long corridor oh, scene and elevator that, yeah that uh, <laughs> some sort of egyptian god with a giant you know beak coming at him and stuff and oh that was awesome yeah i really like that and, really and that, cool. that lady getting in the elevator <laughs> he's sort of coward he's like i oh, dropped the contact lens oh, i hope you find it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and just how it's played yeah. like she's freaked out yeah. by him yes. and yeah. it's yeah, yeah. uh it's it was it had those and, and i think at the end of the day they don't play it too scary mm. but certainly it's that foreshadowing of what's what's there like yep. what what what's going to jump out of the shadows and sometimes that's more scary than when you see this sort of cgi creature and go oh it's not too bad well that's it the the dog thing or whatever yeah, the jackal through, or... you never get a clear shot of it it's just always it's out of focus or it's yep. flittering through the background and stuff and that was it's what you don't see that's and right your brain fills in the blanks yep yep and yep. that's sometimes more effective mm. um any hopes for this going forward um any big bads i mean ethan hawk is clearly playing the like you said religious zealot mm. there, there's He's got this sort of power to judge, or it's not weigh, weigh the scales. Weigh the scales, yeah. which is almost like implied that it's coming from a a god, and that seems like that will be yep. the protagonist yep. or the antagonist, in the sense that we we want this person to come back so she can judge people for their future crimes potentially, yep. and think about if she had been around for Hitler, you know, yeah. she would have just wiped him yep. out and it would all be good. Minority so report. Yeah, style. it's minority yeah. report, isn't exactly. it? Sort yeah. of. So that that's positioning it. Is, is there any other big 
bad that we think or we know should be in this somewhere? Not that I think that theory about the Egyptian god being Ethan Hawke's master and that being the end game, I think you're right there. I think that's going to play out. The only thing I'll sort of postulate as a bit of a an MCU tie-in, if you will, is the only real Egyptian sort of tie-in that I know of is Apocalypse. Yep. Oh, you've got right. me excited. Well, now, 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 Oscar Isaac actually played Apocalypse. <laughs> right? Like, can you imagine the irony? <laughs> oh, that, well. I, I don't think you'll see Apocalypse no. show up in this show, but there'll be some sort Hits. of reference to, and he's got uh, half a dozen sort of monkey, different, uh, Abin Sir, I think is one of his, is, is his Egyptian name because right. Apocalypse has been around forever, blah, blah, blah. And he first showed up in Egypt and people thought he was a god. He was just a mutant, basically. Yes, so yep. I'm I'm hoping for that sort of a tie in <gasps> to sort of help, you know, in- introduce the world to, to the to the X Men, basically. Yeah, I was gonna say that opens up the X Men universe. Yeah. So that would be freaking awesome. Yeah. And do apocalypse well, people. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sure the MCU but yeah, do him in that more comic book accurate you yes, know, and as much as I love Oscar Isaac, Apocalypse is a big dude. Yeah, like, he should never yeah, have been no. cast in that role. No, no. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, sweet. All right, no. We're, we're no rating yet, but we'll probably get back to it once it's concluded. Yep. But there's a lot of cool stuff coming while we're on Disney Plus. I, I don't know if did we talk about the Obi One trailer? Did we ever talk about that? No, I feel like we we missed it. I don't think we did. And no. I was, and it was sort of. It was an interesting one. I know I listened to a bit of Geek Dudes and they alluded to uh, you know, some thoughts around the trailer mm. um, being big Star Wars guys. Look, I, I mean, I, I came off Book of Boba Fett a little bit disappointed by mm. aspects of it. And for me, seeing that Obi-Wan trailer really got me excited again yep. for, to me, like a, a, a maybe a slightly better quality all-round quality show. Mm. Um, I think Book of Boba Fett had a, had a few weak or low points, um, which the trailer looked like it was a bit more satisfying. Did we ever see a regards. trailer for Boba leading into it? I know there was obviously the setup from the, the end tease. of Mando. Yeah. But was there ever a proper trailer? You know? I think there was. There were certainly clips that were coming out. Mm. I know a lot of people were a bit oh, like on the, on the quality of some of those clips. Mm. Feel like we saw like him and Fennec Shand coming out of, you know, where they collected that money in the helmet yeah, the and then sort of getting attacked yeah. and and That's those right. sort of sequences. Right. Um, but yeah, anyway, I I was excited by Obi Wan. I was excited to see the Inquisitors yeah. come come in. I thought that was pretty cool. And um, yeah, it it. That that's the next big one. I'm yeah, pretty keen for. Uh, little little Annie. Luke. Yeah, little yeah. Luke. I, look, I think it, it makes sense to have him there. Oh, what am I saying? Yeah, Annie, yeah. It's Luke. Sorry, <laughs> exactly. Sorry. Right, like yep. he's protecting him, right? So that whole arc uh, needs to be there. <laughs> and do we? People have already created memes. It's like, oh, you know, five years on um, Tatooine. Tatooine, the sons, you know, from uh, him, you know, <laughs> oh, three, yeah, to uh, yeah. old Ben, like, oh, that's hilarious. So, I mean, the, the timeline's clearly gotten skewed, <laughs> yeah. right? But, but, the but at the same time, yeah. I'm excited that this is bookended, right? So yeah. they've got they've got to keep it in into you know, um, what do you call it? Um, continuity, continu- yeah, continuity in the sense of what happened. At the end of episode three and Clone yep. Wars and all mm-hmm. that sort of stuff, um, and they've got to start it back up at uh, you know at the new uh, New Hope. Mm. Uh, so I think that's kind of good. They've got a thing to work with. There's plenty of expanded universe stuff that they can get ideas from. I'm not yep. going to say they'll 
pull too much from it, but they've got ideas. And I just like the direction that it's going. Yeah. Like, you yeah. know, he's already spotted and oh, maybe I'll stay here for a while. He's already sensed the, the force and the projection of the future and mm. see, you know, how many times they brush shoulders with each other without him actually giving any hints that, you know, hey, I'm around, mm. you recognize me type scenario. And um, maybe he'll pepper in some, you know, words to um, the uh, uncle and auntie or something, you know, who knows? Oh, I'm interested yeah, to yeah. see that sort of stuff. So I just, I think, I'm just looking forward to seeing you and McGregor back in that role. Oh, I think he, he did for, it. That, for, it is a highlight of the prequels. 100%. For all the crap those movies get, you love watching you and McGregor on screen in that sort of Jedi role. And this is him heading towards the old man yeah. Ben we see in episode four. So that's, that should be good. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I feel, I just, it's, it's funny. Someone said, um, in the Clone Wars, right, there's this one line in Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith, right, where Anakin meets General Grievous. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, he says, you're taller than I expected. And it's like, then it's like, George Lucas writing some throwaway line means that for seven seasons of Clone Wars, Dave Filoni has to tiptoe the fact they never meet. So, like, <laughs> right, so there's this one kind of, you know, throwaway thing yeah. in a movie. Yeah. And then this this whole series, because you always, they were always going to tell that story of the Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, it, it, it was hemmed in, right? Like, it, yeah. it would have been such easy, if they didn't have that line, it would have been so easy. Yeah. And, and, and part of me thinks, again, episode three, it was like the last 10 minutes of that was kind of like lining everything up so it would be in the right place for episode four. Okay, Yoda gets in his thing and goes there and Obi-Wan goes to Tatooine. He's looking after the kids and stuff. Everything just sort of, just, ah, there it is neatly. It it all lines up. And I think to some degree, if it wasn't that neat, it would have just left the imagination open. Okay, how do they get there? Mm. There's a bit of a path. Maybe, you know, maybe Obi-Wan didn't need to go straight to Tatooine or, or, or whatever or, yeah. you know. And and I just, I, I don't know, like I feel like sometimes that trying to be that clinical in the movie yep. then then hems you in for the show. Yep. So I'm interested, like, because in a sense, we had the big duel with Vader and Obi-Wan on Mustafar, right? Mm. So that's the big thing. And then there's the comment in New Hope, when we left, you were the mm. master and I was the apprentice. Yeah, yeah. Right, so what happens in between now? Like, are, yeah. are they written into a bit of a hole? Can they have that? And can they say, oh, no, the actual main fight was this other fight or yeah. well, w- I mean, whatever. Hayden, like, Hayden Christensen is in this show. That's right. He's been confirmed as, as basically Vader, right? And, and you, do, you, do you need Ma- the showdown? Yeah. Or, 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 or are you going to do the tiptoeing exactly, like Filoni? Like, you know? Ewan McGregor went so far. Like, he he's wrote a really touching thing about it where he was like, look... You know, I know Hayden got put through the ringer with some of the what the what happened to him with those other movies, but seeing him on set in that costume, it was spine tingling stuff. Yep. Like, but yes, to your point, are they going to have another fight before Episode Four? I don't know. I feel like that's where the Inquisitors come in. That's yes. where you'll get the yep. the action of Obi Wan. You know, lightsaber battles and that. I think Vader's clearly going to be in it, but it's. Yep. I don't think he's going to face off with them. Oh, sorry, it's it's in between Episode Three and Rogue Squadron. True. Yeah. Yes. Because, sorry. Yes. Remember, you're right. Yeah. Because no. at the end of Rogue, you reminded me. End of Rogue Squadron, Darth Vader comes up and you know cuts down yes. all those um, troopers, 
you know, you know, MP, um, rogue one, ro- rogue, R- the rebel, rebel, rebel troopers, yeah. troopers. Oh. and that's I remember that scene being like, wow, that's what I, I wanted him to be in the, <laughs> on the, on the ground in battle, you know, like yeah. and just owning, you know, using that lightsaber and not just always um, pulling it out against Jedi's and things like mm. that was so cool. Uh, it's, it's going to be a bit like Shadows of the Empire, where they yep. tell the story, you know, yep. of how, in between. Um, you know, uh, what's his name puts on that, you know, um, yeah, Lando, to, Lando it, yeah. puts that. But see, that that was cool because yeah. you know, it, it, Episode Five ends, yep, and Episode Six starts up, and you're like, well, how did they get here? Yeah. You know, like, well, there's, gaps, oh, there's there? he's, he's in the he's in the palace, and oh, he's undercover, yeah. and yep. what, what is Luke a Jedi now? Like that, yep. there were gaps to be yes. filled. Yep. Whereas I felt like for you know they didn't need to line up episode four uh, episode three so neatly, you know there's Yoda and he and he gets in on his ship and then he's landed yeah. in Dagobah and that's done like yeah. you know I just felt and, and maybe there's an adventure to be had but I, I think Star Wars is so good at you, you've got the the scroll you, yeah. you can jump you can yep. leave things open to the imagination and that you can tell so many stories mm. I I just I just wonder how that writing is going to impact the story that they can tell because they're already almost in their pre-starting positions. Yeah, but I think they've got a bit of time to... If, if uh, Luke Skywalker is, from the look of that, the promo alone, he's yep. maybe 10 at best. Yeah. And then what is it by the time he, he's like... He's a teenager. Late teens. Eight, 17, Late teens, yeah. Eight, yeah. 17, 18. So there's... There's, seven, there's so much time. There's seven yeah. years worth of story they could, they could tell in this show. Yes. So whether it gets a second season or not, I guess is the... Is another question, but we'll find out once the first season finally drops, Very which good. has been pushed back a couple of days. Ewan McGregor posted something oh, right. the other day. It's only two days, but they're dropping the first two episodes at the same time now. Okay, okay, yeah, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, I'll take that. Off. Not not quite the uh, the same delay that Maverick saw in uh, Tom Cruise's. <laughs> Is that movie Top Gun? still coming out? Like, like... Someone posted a trailer <laughs> for it. I'm like. I heard about like they were going to release this two years. I know that's clearly a COVID yeah. related well, they, thing. They wanted but... it in cinemas because, you know, yeah. um, America or whatever, mm. uh, they wanted to make sure that all the American cinemas are open for it and they're just holding their time, so yeah. biding their time. Yeah. But yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> anyway, good luck. Mm. <laughs> all right. Well, that's it for this episode of Toy Power. Thank you so much to all our patreons for their ongoing support and chatter on the discord and for everyone for tuning into another episode of toy power thank you so much for that we hope you're all well and we will see you around the toy aisles and until next time good journey you can find the toy power team at all the usual online places facebook.com slash toy power podcast at Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram, or have your say and email us, toypowerpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher, and please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. <laughs>